GPS Sports. I'm Quinn here alongside Seth and Connor. As usual, how you guys doing today? I am just dandy, Quinn. Thank you for asking. Connor, how about you, my boy? I'm doing B average, which is good Why? because I'd like to think of myself not as a C average type of guy, but a B average. Um, above above average. Not Quinn. an not an A plus average. No, I can't average that. That's just euphoria. I can't do that <laughs> to myself. I'm doing I'm doing just I'm swim. We're doing swimmingly, Quinn. I'm like Michael Phelps. Good. I'm Did actually guys... not like Michael Phelps because that's that'd be really fast. You're like a B swimmer. I'm like a high school varsity swimmer. I'm going pretty fast. That's pretty good. And I'm not worried about drowning. Did you play sports in high school? Yeah, I played soccer. Really, a whole lot of it. Now, all that high school soccer has given me, other than a lot of trauma from my coach berating me in public, which is good for me. But other than that, it sometimes when things fall, I, I'll stick my foot out to catch it. That's it. That's all I got from high school soccer. <laughs> Honestly, a necessary skill. Wait, Seth, did you play sports in high school? I did. I played four years of baseball. Um, really? So never what? was good. Oh, we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. What position? I played center field and I pitched a little bit. Um, Were you like tried Mike to make Trout me... in center field? Oh yeah, I was pretty much exactly Mike, yeah, Trout. You're Mike Trout. And pitching wise, we had a guy who threw about ninety four miles an hour, um, and so he would come in and he'd he'd pitch That's the first. Be a lot of popped peas I need to fix. But he would pitch the first six innings uh, at about ninety four miles an hour, and then little freshman Seth would come in. <laughs> And uh, throw a knuckle curve that dropped in there at about 48. Uh, <laughs> Ephus. Oh, man. Little Ephus. Throwing your Ephus. Really threw him off. Uh, so I saw a little wow, one, what about that one two punch. differential, man. Mm, yeah. Oh, crazy. Still, we, we couldn't win any games. But yeah, he's in double A now. So good for that guy. Dang, Ryan, wait, Ryan that's Olson, sick, if you're listening actually. to this. Yeah. He's getting paid $2,000. Wow. <laughs> he's on the baseball. Tortugas. Yeah. The Daytona Tortugas. So we go. Yeah, we were in the we were in the same league my sophomore year as number one overall pick Brady Aiken, oh. uh, who got drafted out of Cathedral Catholic High School, um, and we had to play their team. And all I remember is one of our guys like just smashed like an RBI double off of him, and it was like the biggest deal in the world because like later that year he got drafted straight out of high school. No way, number one overall. He didn't. What, where is he now? I don't. I don't know. He got Tommy John. I think like he had surgery. Ooh. So like his. What was his name? Brady Aiken. Brady Aiken. Uh, you two keep talking. I'll look uh, Astros. I think picked him up. Twenty fifteen. I want to say. Wow. Dang. Yeah. So. So if he got Tommy John and that was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Uh, he was, but he was throwing hard like in high school. Like well, he yeah. got Tommy John out of high school. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. That's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, same thing happened with with my friend. Is he? Yeah, had, he had some real back problems, and so man, that, that really right like messes school. you up. It does. Yeah, he went to he went to University of San Diego, I believe, and then Cal Poly Pomona. Um, did pretty well at Cal Poly. Um, went to some USD is where Chris Bryant went. Really? Yeah. Wow. I remember that was a big deal because yeah. being from San Diego, that was like our good college baseball team. San yeah. Diego State was pretty good, but like. Chris Bryant was a big deal. Yeah. Connor, any updates on... Brady Aiken is in single-A baseball right now, playing playing for the for Lake County. The Lake County who's, Captains. Who's minor league team is that? I, let me look that. That is my next... That's what I'm doing next. Cleveland. Next. Cleveland Indians. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. There you go. So, there you go. Cool. Wow. I played, I played track in high school. Oh, you played the track? I played the track. <laughs> you played outside because so, that's a track. Well, I, I did baseball, and then I was like, well, I'm better at running than I am at baseball. So I started running, and that was... Me too. We could I just, was just take the out the whole runner. hit the baseball dynamic and yeah. just like run that way. Just the running. And what also sport not is that? having to like, track the ball and yeah. catch it in the field. <laughs> you know? Track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good ah. plan. No, we had this... Okay, I remember there was this one race. Um, we had a cross-country race. Because I, I did track and cross country, yeah, yeah. but they kind of go hand in hand. Um, and there was this one guy that he, I, I was running consistently, like right next to him. But he would he would every time I'd come up next to him, he'd like sprint forward about fifty feet, and then just like get super tired and fall back until <laughs> I hit him again, and then he'd go like like super fast for another 50 feet and then like it was just this like cycle and this guy was just <laughs> relentlessly just like bursts of speed and then he'd die 
and then another burst of speed, and then he died. And it was just, I don't know why I told that story, but. You know what? Sick story, Quinn. I'm a huge fan. That actually sounds a lot like baseball running, just because I know I'd get like 90 feet down yeah. to the base and then be like, man, I am tired. Man, I'm just going to stop at this base right now. Yeah, I am just going to take a nap, maybe steal it in a few more pitches, but for now, <laughs> it is nap time. <laughs> that man in the black has said I'm safe, so I'm just going to take a break. I'm just gonna... <laughs> it's a safe place for me to take a break. Let's uh, let's talk age like milk takes. Um, mm. Let's get into that part of the, the podcast. Um, uh, a proposal for future podcast we should have depending on how many age like milk takes you have you have to drink a gallon of spoiled milk <laughs> a, a gallon is is the most extreme um here's here's you my die here's my right? here's my suggestion on that how about no i think Fair. quinn makes a great argument i'm gonna side with quinn uh that's two to one seth you lose <laughs> <I don't wanna> <laughs> let's talk democracy let's talk astros and seven Remember that? Because, well, it, uh, well, okay, Astros I mean, in maybe seven. We don't know about that. Because game six is tonight. I, yeah, Astros I said. Astros are up 3-2. But the Nationals started out 2-0. Yeah, I, I said that was on nuts. our podcast a week ago, I said this series is over before it even started. I thought it would be four games, five max for the Astros. Uh, well, I was wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I we, can't well, we of, all were. We yeah, all, I, I remember we, we were doing, the, we were doing the, the brackets at the beginning of the, the podcast. Like, what was that week? One, oh yeah, two. we're not even close. Yeah, and and we had like our brackets done, and and all of us said like Astros all the way. Astros are gonna win it. Like they're they're the undisputed champions. Yeah. But like now the Nationals are looking pretty good. They lost their momentum. Yeah, absolutely, it's, it's gone. They've and lost so, three in a row. But I mean, to think that they know. had three straight home games and never led. Yeah, for twenty seven innings, they never led at home after winning two straight games. Mm-hmm. Like I get that that first game was a That's little a frustrating and demoralizing, but my goodness, you gotta take one of those. Yeah, put Houston on the ropes going back home. Just because of that, th- these last three games, I still think Houston's gonna win it. But if, if you had asked me like a week ago after those first two games, I would have said I- honestly, this is anybody's game at this point. Yeah, they they kind of they made it an even playing field when after they took those first and two. It's, it, because of that, it's been a good World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's I, made it fun. I don't know, it, and and it it went on for a while. You yeah, know, too. So like, it wasn't like a, a one and done like four game sweep or you know one and four or whatever. Right. Like like last year's was. Speaking of last year, I just had the memories show up on my my camera roll of a year ago today, of me at the World Series game. Oh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, Quinn was at that World Series. Oh, yeah. I hate him for that. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry your Dodgers lost. Uh, Russell Wilson, MVP. How's that one going? Listen, listen, Quinn. <laughs> Let's not get too hasty. Ha- did did I, he- I'm not saying he can't win it. I'm just saying this. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is making a nice bid. Lamar Jackson is kind of like inching at a bit. We got mm. Christian McCaffrey out here making a real strong case. Here's this. Here's where we find ourselves right now, Quinn. No one panic. Russell Wilson can still be in that conversation. Is he the number one favorite as he was when I I made my I staked was my that a claim? Was a hat take? No, no. it was. Okay, um, I was going to say it was a take take. Oh, it was, was a just a take, it was right? a red pill yeah. take because I'm woke, Quinn. I take the red <laughs> pill. I wake up. Um, also, we didn't introduce Crystal. Crystal's in the studio yes, today. That is true. I think we should do that. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Thanks for being with us in the studio. We you are fans. the third person who will ever listen to this. <laughs> Quinn, Seth, you. Actually, uh, according to Spotify, <laughs> and maybe a couple parents. Our first episode had uh, uh, like fifty listens, fifty unique listeners. Mm. So mm. you've got fifty unique ones. What I does it mean for fifty okay, people? Our listeners to uh, be unique. <laughs> my my bad, by the way. It's been three weeks since we uploaded our last podcast, and we're going to be uploading three. This week. So listen to them all. Some of the takes are old. You but still unique great. listeners out there, yeah. you listen to me. We apologize, 50, yeah. but we're going to give you enough content to last you the entire week until Quinn starts putting them out. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> on time. If you had you nothing go. to listen to on your drive home, now you've got a full week of stuff to just take that load right off. Sit down. Curl up with a warm blanket. Listen to some Quinn Connor and <laughs> listen Seth. Listen to our beautiful. Get a big old voices. cup of tea 
And also, don't forget to take your red pill. And that means, listen to me. Wake up, Quinn. Listen. Get Russell loved. Wilson, he is not the leader right now in the MVP conversation. But that doesn't take away the fact that his statistics are the best he's had all season. The Seattle's at 6-2. and two. I don't know. How, we're going to have to beat like the Rams again or maybe a 49ers in there. But yeah. we're going to have to because we lost to the Ravens and the Saints who are far and away the best two teams that, will, oh, that we've played up into this point. Yeah. So here's what I'll say about Seattle. What's their, what's their schedule look like for the rest of the year? Their schedule is looking like 49ers twice. We're looking at Rams once. We have a game against the Vikings. There's an Eagles in there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a test. And I don't I truly do not think Seattle's up for the task. I think we're very soft six, six and two. So here's what I'll say about it. It hasn't aged like milk yet, though he is not in the conversation as the number one pick right now to be the MVP. Though I will say this, I think that Russell's stock is going to dive, especially because our center, Justin Britt, just got a season ending injury. And historically when your center goes out, that's a that's a hard that's a hard take. Uh, hard beat rather. So I would I would say that's what I'll say about Russell Wilson. I, I would say the milk has has been out for about two hours now and is lukewarm. Yeah, we're getting worried. It can is, still be it for can sure. still be saved. I'm worried. Yeah, it it's it, exactly. Yeah. It'll take a it'll take a <laughs> long trip to the fridge. Let's just put it that way to save this milk. I'm getting worried. Yeah. 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 Speaking, you mentioned the 49ers. Yes, uh, I, I think I, I was hey, in my defense, I like the 49ers when I said, are they legit? I was on the side of, yeah, I think they could be, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I gonna, remember you saying Seth, that. I'm hide a little over Seth here. Seth was uh, a I, strong I regret, opponent. I regret my opinions, and I, I take them back, and I, I apologize for any slander that I've made against 49ers fans. I'm truly sorry. Here's what I'll say to you, Seth. You're forgiven. It's okay. A lot of people were very low on the 49ers. I hope um, you can hear that think, audio. Because you, you went really far. You went, like, way back here. And you're like, wait. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna find out. I appreciate yeah. your meek approach to your take, Seth. I think it shows it shows the character behind the man. Thank and you. you're for absolutely forgiven. I think the 49ers have shocked a lot of us this year. Um, and so I'll say to that account, you were with um, a majority of people at that time when they were 4-0 who were like, 49ers 4-0, no way. Like, I don't buy it. And I was just out here buying it. You know why, Quinn? I'll remind you. Because I took I took that red pill. I'm living in the matrix. I'm dodging bullets. What is this red pill? Like, are, have you, you seen you're the matrix not on before? Drugs, are you Connor? Um, no, sir. No, uh, yeah, sir. No the, drugs. I know. I know what the, Except for yeah. gummy vites, that technically doesn't count. <laughs> um, I don't know though, Crystal. That's uh, it's for you me to debate after. Uh, so I'll just say that to you, Seth. The 49ers did catch us off guard. I'm caught off guard by Nick Bosa and him being so dominant as a yeah, defensive presence. He's so good. The younger Bosa. Um, that I think the entire team has been just, mm-hmm. it's like fun because you're like, yeah. wow, should they be good? I don't know. Are they? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, defensively, they're very dominant. They have, and they um, put up 50 points last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tevin Coleman with four touchdowns. Here's the thing. Garoppolo is playing, I mean, like third fiddle. Or fourth fiddle. Yeah. I don't know how many fiddles you, you get to have. How many fiddles He's you want. playing like ninth fiddle, Seth. He's playing, I'll say this though, 16th. to like the, um, to Brita and to Coleman. You got Kittle out here. He's like one of, probably one of the best tight ends, I think, in football right now is George Kittle. I think people are really sleeping on him. And I think uh, their secondary is very good. Their pass rush is dominant, especially with Nick Bosa um, really making a claim for himself. I think he might be one of the most dominant. Uh, pass rushers period outside of rookie pass rushers so that's very impressive um, as far as their drafting goes I really think Kyle Shanahan's the man though I think the, the success of the 49ers is behind Shanahan uh, what we saw with, with what he did with Matt Ryan um, there in that 2016 2015 whatever season where Matt Ryan was going nuts or 2017 doesn't matter a couple years ago that was um, Shanahan behind that Atlanta Falcons um, offense and now that is the same offense yeah. but a new iteration on it, a new spin on it obviously with what the 49ers are putting out yeah uh, so we don't have headlines this week because I, I don't know I don't feel like there was any we're kind of like- treading water yeah, this—that's how I felt about this one. As I was, I like, mean, there's not like preparing. anything like crazy happening around sports right now. Yeah, like it, basketball started. Woo, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's about it. You know, and like NFL week it was it six, seven, six, eight, eight, 
Eight. N- eight next week. Se- uh, seven last week. Uh, math. Uh, this. No, no, wait, no. yeah, that yeah, was week was eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, that was week Dang. eight. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Time flies. <laughs> Halfway. Yeah, having fun. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna skip right to uh, news at the speed of sound. So yes, sir. I'll get a timer going. Mm. Are we ready? I'm so ready, Quinn. Let's do this. All right. Three, two, one. All right, Astros fired their assistant GM, Brandon Taubman. Uh, did you guys hear about that little controversy? During a World Series mm-hmm. series? Well, did you hear about a the World controversy? Series, what happened? He made some comments to some female reporters that were not taken well. Yeah, there and you go. Uh, initially, the Astros were defending him. They were like, hey, like he's, he's fine. He's doing fine. Like I, we, we investigated. We looked into the situation. We're good with it. And then they announced a few days ago that they fired him. Uh, so they must have investigated it further, found some stuff, and like, oh, no, we don't want this guy in our organization. I guess it also makes sense to do it during the World Series, too, because they're like, we can't focus on you whatsoever. All attention We're is We're going to release it. we got to focus on this next right, game. Exactly. One more game away from winning a pennant. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox made a new hire. Uh, Chain Bloom, in place of Dave Dombrowski, who's been their head of baseball operations for the last few years. Uh, so this guy is... New in the front office. Uh, we'll see what they do with that. I talked a few weeks ago about how I think they're going to be doing a rebuild. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That might have aged very well for you. We'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess we'll have to see. Um, Andy Dalton is expected to be benched this week after the bye week for the Bengals. <laughs> he was benched on his birthday. Yeah, I think there's uh, no more Andy Dalton stat than Andy Dalton was benched on his birthday. <laughs> yeah, so sad. How do we, how do we feel about that? You know, it's quickly. It's need- just the tank job. You know, it's the tank job. And you're seeing the Dolphins and the Bengals fight it out. Who can get that number one pick? Who's going to get it? Yeah. And it's it's going to be the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Russell Westbrook played his uh, former team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, last week. How'd that go? I think something very funny I saw off of Instagram was uh, the caption. What, Russell Wilson just pulled out a rebound, and then it said, uh, Russell Wilson still pulling rebounds away from Steven Adams. Um, I think that's a joke worthy of the uh, podcast. And um, I think what we're seeing with Houston, I talk. we can talk about this later if we want to get into it. Uh, Houston... I am interested to see how they um, how they mesh with this new team they have putting out on the floor. I think Westbrook is an upgrade away from Chris Paul, so um, I'm excited to see what they do. And I think uh, Westbrook, he's gonna have to. I don't know. It's good. It's a new. It's the best team he's been on since the last time he was with Harden. So it's gonna be really fun to see yeah. him in that um, arena. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors are not having a good start to the season. How how are we how are we feeling about that? Oh, I think man. we kind of called that last week too. To see them celebrating so much after beating the Pelicans without Zion, who now have no wins, and to see just D'Lo and Steph skipping out of that arena like they won a championship is so sad. I mean, this is just not the same team in any way. To see them get absolutely demolished by a Thunder team that is not special in any way. We can talk about this later, but do we think the dynasty is over? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's buried. What If they build a new dynasty based off of the, the few pieces that they have here, then great. But this is no longer a dynasty. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think... It's time to it's time to close that close that case file case closed on the Warriors. They're not gonna. They're. I don't think they make the playoffs this year, and that's why I think we they see them celebrating with the, what they did with that win. I would agree with that. Um, I don't know, especially with Clay. I don't think they Clay could be ready for the end of the season run, but by that time, if they're a seven seed, not worth it. Yeah. I still think they make the playoffs, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. All right, we got the trade deadline coming up, so we'll spend the last minute and a half on that. Uh, so some of the rumors. Um, well, first, let's talk about the trades that have actually happened uh, today, actually, right? Uh, Aqib mm-hmm. Tlaib got traded to the Dolphins. So how does that impact the Dolphins, and how does that impact the Rams? Uh, I'll say this about the Dolphins. I see them getting a veteran in the locker room. I think that's very important. Uh, I think, obviously, they're not a win-now team. That's not a win-now trade. That's the Dolphins giving up low picks to a Rams team who is, like, f- freely going to give up Aqib Tlaib, especially... Um, didn't they just get they got they just got Jalen Ramsey yeah. so they're like we don't need to leave anymore and so I'll say to the Dolphins that's them trying to get a veteran and to the Rams that's them dumping with the upgrade of Jalen Ramsey at that position. Yeah, and then you've got Kenyon Drake uh, selling Kenyon Drake from the Dolphins yeah. to the Cardinals. 
uh, oh man, full on tank job because that was the day before their Monday night game mm-hmm. against a fairly beatable Steelers team. So just shooting themselves. Every loss is a win for them though because you get higher a higher draft pick. Yeah. So yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, but when Mason Rudolph does that to what you guys uh, to that team, that's just kind of embarrassing. And then I'm going to just quick fire off the rumors because we got 10 seconds. So Jamal Adams to the Cowboys may be Who happening. Knows? Uh, Brown's talking about Redskins. Uh, Trent Williams. Uh, Le'Veon, Tackle. which I've heard is uh, not happening. A.J. Green's up for grabs. And Chris Harris to the Eagles. Maybe. All of those ones that, yeah, you listed Quinn are and all rumors. And there's the timer. So there so. Le'Veon, that's, that's going to be interesting. I, uh, they said it's not happening. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a report. Uh, I'm actually going to see if I can find the notification. Yeah, the reason why I put that there is at that time this morning, there was talks. The the Jets were getting calls about Jamal yeah. Adams, about yeah. um, Le'Veon Bell, about a lot of their players. Because the other team's like, hey, hey, Jets, want a tank? Two, I know you- two hours ago, they said Jets not actively shopping Le'Veon. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. Um, but good transition. Let's talk about the NFL because we have a few storylines that we can talk about. We're officially after week eight because it was week eight. Um, we're going to be halfway through the season. Um, so a lot of teams have played exactly eight games aside from the few that have had buys at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's the league looking right now? I think I want to open by talking about the Patriots' defense. Uh, I saw a statistic that was the mo- of the most enjoyable to me. Uh, despite me being, I think, of all teams across sports, I have the hardest time rooting for any Patriots team. However, you cannot argue with excellence, and that's what the Patriots are giving us. The Patriot rating, Quinn, Crystal, listen to this one. Seth, I know you're here. Listen, here. To, listen to this. I hope you're all sitting down for this. The Patriot quarter the Patriots defense playing any quarterback all season the quarterback on average is getting a 35.6 this is out of 153.8 they're getting a 35.6 crystal goes oh yeah crystal's like that's not good that's not good on the test no crystal it's not no it is not if and that is just them passing let's say this trying if quarterbacks on the opposing team to the Patriot defense went up to the line of scrimmage and spiked the ball. They hiked it, they just threw it at the ground. Boom, spiked the ball. Their rating would be 39.6. That means quarterbacks would be more efficient if they spiked the ball on every snap instead of passing against the Patriots' defense. Think. Here's another statistic for you. The Patriot defense has scored 174 fantasy football points. That's ridiculous. Tell me, YouTube, what you think the last defense to eclipse 200 points was. The last Ooh. defense in fantasy football. Ooh. What year? Man, I Just don't... pick it. You know what? Pick a defense, and I'll, I'll shock you with what I'm about to say next. 2,000 Ravens. 2,000 Ravens? Pick, pick a great defense. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Thanks, man. Legion of Boom, right? Yeah. 2014. Okay. No defense has gotten over 190 fantasy football points ever. Halfway through the season, the Patriots defense is at 174. We are looking at one of the most dominant pass defenses in all of football history and overall defense also in football history. The The Achilles heel might be to run against them. We saw Nick Chubb go off on a couple of runs against the defense. But, I mean, that is... That we're just grasping at straws for any weakness they have. So they That's are going to be very interesting, though. Unstoppable so this coming week because you've exactly. got the number one offense versus the number one defense. Mm-hmm. Definitely the number one rushing team mm-hmm. uh, in Lamar Jackson. And they've never faced a quarterback okay. like Lamar. Maybe no. Josh Allen, let's, but like hard. Let's talk. Not the same. Let's talk about why. Yeah. Why is this Patriots team so dominant, and what what defense in particular? Because going into the season, nobody nobody looked at the Patriots and said. This is going to be the number one defense in a very long time. You know, it, they were they were good. You know, yeah. pe- people weren't saying they were bad. They weren't saying they were mediocre. Like people acknowledged they were good. But why are they this dominant? Belichick is evolving the scheme to win Super Bowls. He understands that he has an aging quarterback. He understands that the offensive core is not what it used to be. Um, and he understands the league is moving in a different direction. I think this was just an offseason and a time for this team that decided, hey, we're going to go in a countercultural direction. 
um, and just push defense. Um, and it has absolutely worked. And they're once again on track um, for a seventh Super Bowl, which is just ridiculous because they haven't won their Super Bowls off the backs of their defense in the past. We can say that this last one against the Rams, that was a hugely defensive Super Bowl itself. But like still leading up to it, Tom Brady, always a top passer. Receivers doing extremely well. Line protecting Brady well. Um, you don't you don't think about the Patriots defense when you think Patriots in all those other Super Bowl wins. Um, and so this is it's just ridiculous. Um, but Belichick is just uh, he's he's an all pro all star best coach ever type of coach. Um, and that also kind of frustrates me just because he's so not interesting <laughs> just mm-hmm. to talk to and to hear from. Looks but like I get it. Darth Sidious from Star Wars. He really does. On. He is a bad guy. That that team is a bad guy, uh, but they're winning, and you can't argue with results, and you can't argue with them going in this different direction. We'll just have to see what happens next week and see if that provides any test for them. Yeah, truly, I think when we look at the Patriots' defense, we are finding, I like what Seth says, I agree with you, Seth, that this is a symptom of great coaching. There was this, there was this one picture I saw, and it was very... Um, I don't think it matters too much, but it does matter to the point I want to make, so I'm going to pretend that it matters a lot. Sure. Uh, there was a picture of the Browns. They played the Browns last Sunday. The Browns sideline was just, this is messy. This is messy. There's coats everywhere, equipment everywhere. Um, not a lot. Just, there's, there's, it's just like, you know, you sprawl out your stuff when yeah. you're there. You look at another picture at the Patriots sideline. The Patriots sideline looks like the German freaking mafia. It's like everything is like ching, 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 ching. It's like it's all super organized. Everything looks like it has a place. And I don't, here's the thing. I'm not to say like the Browns are messy and that's why they're doing poorly. I'm not to say that the Patriots are clean and that's why they're doing great. But I think that is just the quintessence of what we see in this team. And that is organized. And that's all these guys buying in. Um, And I think their secondary is just stellar. So I think good. that um, it's not – I don't think it's around any one player, and I think that matters about the Patriots organization as well, that they are organization-focused. They are um, sort of oriented that way because it's not like, oh, it's like Stephon Gilmore is a great cornerback, but he's not a cornerback in the way that, let's say, um, Jalen Ramsey was on um, for the Jaguars. The Jaguars had a great defense, but they were – they were around star power and they weren't around the coaching staff. They weren't buying into, let's say, the type of identity. I think that the Patriots are really sold out on the, their identity as Patriots. Um, then that goes beyond. So I'll just say this. I think they're crazy talented and I think they're crazy bought into what the organization wants to do with them. Um, and, not, and I think on top of that, um, they are better than I ever thought they were going to be, and yep. they're better than many people thought they were going to be. Oh, yeah. And that just shows an underrating of talent as well I think from to, NFL I, analysts across the country. I think at the end of the season last year, we picked them to have a big drop-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and that's just ridiculous to look at now. And I think if you had told Talk us about at that time... Spoiled milk, but their yeah. defense... Well, it's, it's because... It's because, though, of their defense. Yeah. And, and the reason we were predicting that last year is because their offense took such a hit this year. Yeah. You know, and, and it, mm-hmm. it turned out that that doesn't matter. No. And if that says anything about the coaching of the Patriots and the way that that team has been handled and the way that that team has been drafted over the years, traded for whatever, yeah. like that is a huge testament to just how dominant this team is. When you have an offense that doesn't make mistakes mm-hmm. and you have a defense that does what they can do, it is over. Yeah. And I, I actually want to transition now into another question about the Patriots and say, there are a few NFL teams who have been uh, listed as a dynasty, right? Yeah. And and you could say, like, the 49ers from the 80s and the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, the 70s Steelers. You know, teams like that that, yeah. that were just so dominant for their time period that there were no other. 80s Cowboys, yeah. Right. Are, are the... Um, are the Patriots, the, the 2000s Patriots, starting probably 2001, that was their, their first Super Bowl win of this, of this era, you know, um, 2001 to 2020, are they the greatest dynasty that the NFL has ever seen? Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, it'd, be, it'd be so hard for me. 
I'd have to be an NFL historian and I'd have to have some balls on me, Quinn, to disagree with <laughs> Seth right there. Yeah. Like, yes. We want to fight, but it's we can't. It's just too cut and dry. Like, especially if they win again six, this year, six Super Bowl wins, six Super Bowl in wins. in this in this deck or in this not even this decade. This, this last millennium. two de- two decades, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this millennium, I like. Yeah, that. and with the same quarterback, what was it eleven? No, eight eight appearances, nine appearances, something like that. Well, a couple. And if you think about that, that's almost half of the Super Bowls in this decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That have mm-hmm. had the Patriots in them. You yeah. cannot say that that's any ridiculous. other team has dominated more. You you just can't wait. Not, it, not this decade. This this millennium. Because if you look, they're it's tied. Twenty years. The Patriots right now are tied for most Super Bowl wins of all time with the Steelers. Steelers yeah. are spread out, you know, all across the board. There was that kind of dominant seventies period, um, and then you know you got a couple more here and there. Two thousand six, I believe. Two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's spread out. But the the the, the Patriots mm-hmm. are just like recent. They're always like, there. They they weren't back in back in like. The, the you know la- last millennium like uh, the ni- the 90s the 80s the 70s like they weren't a powerhouse team no when's no. the last time they weren't in an AFC championship at the very least yeah that's a statistic to find I bet it was like when Brady was injured I'm I gonna, think there was like one season when he like broke his leg or something because there's that ongoing stat of then, I don't even remember. either Roethlisberger Brady yeah or Manning has represented the AFC in a Super Bowl since. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah, okay. <laughs> except for yeah, since except for the freaking dinosaurs. Flacco's the only other. Guess when the last year they weren't division champs was. Division champ. Oh god. Division champs. I want to say with Bledsoe. I want to tell you nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety. Not quite. No. All right. Two thousand one. Eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. See, that's the year then, Brady but, broke his leg. I think. Yeah, and then yeah. it go. But then it goes back, and the the last year after that is two thousand two. Wow. So Jeez. they they haven't ma- they haven't been division champions twice. This is a Bills Jets and both and those times Dolphins they were they were second. Yeah, twice through. in a row. Here's another statistic for you, Quinn. The Patriots. This is Tom Brady. Tom Brady alone in his career has had seven different times, seven different years across his career where he's won ten straight games or more. Oh. Seven different times. That's like across all the seasons he's played, right? Which what are we at? Twenty one, twenty, something. Yeah, whatever. Twenty one, whatever. Across a couple decades, he's had seven different times. He's won ten or more games. I think what that statistic shows is um, the Patriots when they can find their identity. They're unstoppable. And I think yeah. what that shows is Bill Belichick when he chooses the identity that they're going to be under, um, that it is um, one of the, I think he's one of the best coaches of all time. That's not a hot take by any means. Uh, and I think that statistic is just a great manifestation of his great coaching. Yep. Uh, let's move on. Um, there's a lot of other NFL stuff to talk about, but I want to get to other sports so that mm-hmm. we can get to our tinfoil hot takes at the end of the podcast. Um, so we're going to go to the NBA now. Um, we did our little NBA preview next last week, which yeah. you guys should go back and listen to because I didn't upload it until this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my bad. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what opening week has looked like. Yeah, I think what I my the first thing I want to say is uh, NBA philosophy pit take, and that is we we the people, the fans of the NBA and non-fans. Crystal, this goes out to you too. This goes out to anyone listening. Um, the NBA regular season is an absolutely different season and should be treated as such than the NBA playoffs. And what that means is that the NBA playoffs is a month of its own. It's two months. It's April and May, right? Yeah. Or like the second half of April and all of May. Uh, or and a little bit of June. Doesn't matter. Two months of just playoffs and I think what LeBron James has shown in his career in the way that he's able to be playing at the type of level he's played at which is excellent by the way (laughs) is you treat the NBA playoffs like your season and you treat the NBA regular season off and on you go in spurts it's an interval type of level of competition and so what we are watching now with the NBA we are treading water now gentlemen until around the trade deadline, and then the NBA gets put in a in a shaker, and it gets shaken around, or a blender rather, and it gets blended around, and then it's a whole another different type of yeah, yeah. Uh, combination of things. So, 
I'm going to start off by saying this. We are in the great game now, gentlemen. Now we wait and see. Um, The teams are going to... These are the teams I've chosen who I think their identities are going to be worth looking at as the season um, continues forward. It is... uh, I'm really interested to see... I mentioned the Rockets beforehand. I'm going to be interested to see how Russell Westbrook plays in with... um, (laughs) <laughs> James Harden. I forgot yeah. James Harden's name for a second. And um, I believe that it's going to be interesting to see what Kyrie does in Brooklyn, especially without KD. That's going to be a story I'm going to be looking at a lot because he's he's playing hard. He's played hard early. Um, or at least he's like he has to put up these types. He's got to. These yeah. points. That has to be hard for him, right? And yeah. so um, I'm going to be interested to see how Kyrie is able to, I guess, um, put the uh, nets on his back this season. Um, Lakers with AD and LeBron, see how they mesh. Warriors, brand new identity. OKC, I don't think they're special, but I think they're unique. I think they're going to be able to string together a couple wins and kind of vibe for a playoff spot. So I'm, I just put them down because they're interesting to me. They'll be there, yeah. Pelicans, interesting to see when Zion comes back. Celtics, 76ers. Going to be interested to see how they um, probably burn through the East like a hot forest fire. And uh, I just mean to name all of those in particular, gentlemen, because what we are seeing now, we're looking for big trends. We I don't give a crap. So the other night, Dwight Howard got like 16 points and 10 rebounds. I couldn't care less. Oh. It is the regular season. That's going to happen. There's going to be some rainy day in February where LeBron drops 49, and they're going to be like, the king is the king of L.A., and there's, he's the, the king, king of king L.A. The king is back. The king is back, and he's going to win nine championships with AD. No, shut up. You shut your mouth. Speaking speaking of no. LeBron, yeah. um, how close are we to seeing the end of LeBron's career? Great question. Um, having AD, he's never had a player like this. He had Kevin Love and he had Chris Bosh, which were both bigs who could stretch the floor. But he's never had an Anthony Davis who not only can stretch the floor, but he can also handle the ball like a guard. And he can also shoot the ball like a guard. And he can also take over a game um, like one so of those slashers. This, gives him a few more years? this is going to be really good for his longevity, especially if they can get a third piece in there, which they the Lakers have actively been trying to, you know, like they had DeMarcus Cousins, but like that poor guy, he can't seem to stay healthy anymore. Um, They're looking for that third guy. They were going for Paul George. They were going for Kawhi. They're looking for the third piece, which will in fact um, extend his longevity. But I mean, to make this point to you, Quinn, I want to tell, I don't know. LeBron and Tom Brady for me are in the same category. They're, LeBron hasn't gotten to the age yet where Tom Brady is at, where it's like, okay, I don't even know. We're in uncharted territory with uh, players. But, you know, we're also in uncharted territory. Player health. Player health has never been as precise. Also, never been such a focus. And never never so focused on, you know, Michael Jordan before finals games, games in the finals. It'd be like, hey, Michael, where were you? And he's like, he's golfing all day, you know, or he was like gambling and smoking late into the evening. And then he woke up early and drops like 30 points on, you know, whatever. I don't know, whoever Just, going, I mean, whatever imagine, Utah Jazz who's going Imagine to. if Michael Jordan had played in this era of basketball. I mean, I I know. I imagine if I Michael Jordan would have, been, would have wanted to stay healthy. Imagine Shaquille O'Neal if he yeah. wasn't the party animal. What he would have been like because he was in that transitional era. That's great questions. I'm not sure what to do. We're in, we're in the land yeah. of assume, gentlemen, um, and so we may as well plant our flags anywhere and own anything because that is what the land of assume is all about. So I'll just say this about basketball. Here's I'm I'm concluding what I want to say to you, Quinn. We are in the regular season. I'm looking for big trends. I'm looking for big injuries now. And those are the only things that are going to tell us new information that's not um, us taking a look at the NBA season in January and seeing how it's developed that far. Um, Right now, those are the teams I've just listed beforehand who I'm interested to see how they play out. I think the Sixers are going to be like insanely good. I don't know if they lose more than... 15 games to be honest with you all right all right i don't know more than 50 if they lose 20 Uh, games or more i'll be surprised the record Uh, they're undefeated right now right i don't know i think so i don't but it doesn't even that that doesn't even matter they'll lose a couple they'll win a couple yeah nba games 82 seasons i'm excited to see what is going to happen with these teams as they um try to make an identity for themselves um speaking of the clippers yeah oh i didn't even talk about the clippers yeah you, you got well you got I said on the dog, yeah, they're good. They're all, all good, caps. In all caps. Even without Paul George. Yeah, without Paul George, uh, that's Doc Rivers. I want to talk about Doc Rivers when I talk about the Clippers. That is the coach for you, Crystal. Um, oh, you got it? Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, so, 
Doc Rivers, what we saw against the Warriors, I think is a great example of who Doc Rivers is. And Seth, you can weigh in on this if you'd like to. Doc Rivers, this is the deepest lineup he's had since um, the big three he had in Boston when he won a championship against Kobe. And I am so excited to see what he's going to do with Lou Williams. I'm so excited what he's going to do with his high pick and rolls that we've been seeing them do with Harkless. Um, I think that... um, no, Harkless? Harkless is on. No, am I wrong? Don't ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been paying enough attention to the Clippers because I'm still right, they're, I know they're running high pick and roll. Uh, but, or low, they're running pick and roll defense. They're, we saw that against offense. We saw that against the Warriors. That's what I mean to say. Uh, bottom line is this, Seth. With the Clippers, I think that they are no joke deepest team in the West. Um, and I think they also have Kawhi Leonard, who some are saying is the best NBA talent right now. I'm interested to see how that plays it's a out. Situation over where they season. might be the Warriors, and we don't know it yet. Yeah, it's a situation where but they're not going to look like the Warriors, though. Right? They'll win like the Warriors, but they won't look like them. Exactly. No. And, and that's the thing of that. That that's a great point. We've actually. had so many years in a row where people were playing for for the next generation, for the next coming years, and mm-hmm. right now everyone feels like it's this it's the, their time. This is the window. This is the window. But is it anyone's time except the Clippers? I think Great I think question. the thing about the Warriors that was so impressive was their offense. And and don't get me wrong, they had the defense that year that they uh, it was at 2016, right? Yeah, that was when they yeah. beat the Cavs. No, that's when the Cavs beat them. Well, when they had like the the, the record. Wins. Yeah, yeah, that was 2016, same year. Yeah. So, um, I think the thing about that Warriors team is they were so offensively focused, and and everything about that team, like the reason that they got so many wins was because of their offense. And don't get me wrong, they had a great defense too, but that was the majority of that team. That, that yeah. was like mm-hmm. that was their, you know, that was what everyone was talking about was how Steph Curry could could shoot threes for you know from Neptune, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and you know how how their offense was just so dominant. And I think the thing with this Clippers team is again. I'm not the biggest basketball person, and I'm trying to get into it more. So I've I've done a little bit of research over the last week and a half. But like people are talking about their defense too. They're an all-around good team. They're yeah. not just an offensively focused team. And I think that also plays a part in why people aren't going to be talking about them as much as they talked about the Warriors. Yeah. Um, because they, they offense, won't they haven't offense gives ratings. You know, yeah. like everyone also. loves a good offensive game. The sports purists will tell you like defense. Defensive games are just as good as offensive games, you know. But we all know that the yeah, Super Bowl last year. Everyone wants points. Everyone wants touchdowns. Everyone wants threes. Everyone wants dunks. Every yeah. And we all know that the Super Bowl last year was not fun to watch. Absolutely know? not. So unless you're a Patriots fan, I, I, right? I think like, I no think way. there's a point to be made about that with yeah. the Clippers. Is is that's why it's not going to be even if they have a, an equally dominant season as the 2016 Warriors. That's why they're not going to be paid attention to as much. You might you might be right about that, especially because with Kawhi Leonard, you don't have the star power. I mean, you well, you have the star power, but you don't have the effect of Steph Curry, or you don't have the effect of Kevin yeah. Durant. Um, and you, I like what you're. I liked your point. I think I totally agree with it. They are not going to be the same type of shiny object as the Warriors, but I think they might. They're going to be as dominant defensively. I've seen them really per- perform so well. Um, especially with Patrick Beverly. I, I, Patrick Beverly is one of the most fun defenders I have ever watched in my life just because of the way um, he gets after the ball and he, the way he gets after the player. So I'll say this about the Clippers. Also, Mo, Mo Harkless was a Clipper. I ended up looking up on my here telephone. That's true. And Harrell, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say this, though, Quinn. They're physical. They're big. They're going to be great. Doc Rivers is the man. The Clippers are the team to beat until I'm told otherwise. The Sixers in the East, but um, we're not going to see that matchup a lot this year. So those are my two teams. Good. Uh, let's talk quickly about the World Series, um, just because we got to mention that. Yeah, tell it us, is, Quinn. It is happening, um, believe it or not. Um, we're not done with it yet. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, let's dive a little bit more into it. Uh, we do have uh, we're at 43 minutes, so we got we got some time to talk about this. Um, so you guys have been watching, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious to to see what what you think happened with with the World Series, like because the Nationals started it out, uh, and I actually I'll I'll give my take on this first. The Nationals started it out winning two straight, and and that took everyone by surprise. And all of a sudden, we were like, "Oh, this team is legit." 
And this team has a chance to beat what everyone thought was the best team yeah. in, in Major League Baseball. And the Nats have been doing that through the entire playoffs. They did that with the Dodgers when they beat the Dodgers. You know, like, they, they surprised everybody. All of a sudden, they're losing three straight. And they're at a point where tonight, in that game game six that they're going to be playing, they could be eliminated and they could lose the World Series. The first World Series that they've ever appeared in, mind you. Yeah. Um, also, Connor, not sure if you know this, but the Mariners are now the only team to never appear in a World Series. Quinn, this news does not surprise me. You may as well tell me that the sky is still blue. Um, that's the same as telling me the Mariners still suck. Uh, so, I understand, Quinn. Good. This is the way the good, world good. works, and I don't uh, like it. But yeah, the Nationals um, were that team, and, and and you know now the Mariners are alone. They've been abandoned. Um, but I really wanted the Nationals to win. As much as I love the Astros as a team, they just feel like the underdogs. But if you look at their team, they're not. You have great pitching. Oh yeah. You have relief pitching that's that's playing up, you know, to to a decent level. They're doing really well through the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and they have an offense that isn't stellar, but it's good. Um, a career year from Howie Kendrick of all people, who is what like thirty six now. Playoff vet Howie Kendrick. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bummer to me, but I don't think they're going to win this series. No, I, I'm afraid to continue to make any baseball takes because I'm always wrong. So I'm, I'm just going to stay out of this one <laughs> and just see what happens. But at the same time, yeah, whatever happens with the Nats, this is a team that you got to respect. They lose their superstar, um, and it shows the power of baseball. Of You don't, you don't need one guy to be great. Um, in the other direction, you've got Mike Trout on, on a losing team like the Angels. One guy doesn't make you great. Um, and so... Rendon, Kendrick, uh, this this starting and relief pitch, pitching with, with Scherzer and Strasburg, um, it's incredible. And they got that little break after sweeping the Cardinals, and I think that propelled them to two nice wins there. I think they had a real shot there at Game 5, but that uh, that late removal of Scherzer, I think also just kind of demoralized the team a little bit of like, I think it was hard to get going for yeah. that game four after losing one. You felt like you were coming home after two wins. You lose one, you're like, ah, okay. Then you lose four, and you're like, okay, that, that that's really hard, but we got Scherzer next time, and then, and then Scherzer's not there. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's going to be hard to go back to a hostile environment and take two. I also think that those first two games helped people kind of forget how good the Astros really are. Yeah, because if you look at these two teams, there is no doubt the Astros are the better team. No doubt. Um, Zach Granke is their third starter. On most teams, Zach Granke would be the ace. So you have Justin Verlander, who had a career year, Garrett Cole, who had a career year, and Zach Granke, who pitched consistently well like he has through his entire career. Those are their top three starters, yeah. and that's your main focus throughout the entire World Series. Top that with a great performance from Ryan Presley throughout the entire playoffs, and and you have a team with a great pitching staff. And don't even get me started on their starting lineup. You have Carlos Correa is batting eighth that's in their starting ridiculous. lineup. Carlos Correa. Yeah, that's absurd. Like, you have a team of Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, George Springer, and um, Jordan Alvarez, who I is my pick for AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, all these guys, and then the Nationals are like they have a good team, but all of those guys are better than the Nationals. Oh, hundred percent. You know, like who's gonna who's gonna argue that Trey Turner is better than Carlos Correa? I don't even know who Trey Turner is. The shortstop for the Nationals. Cool. <laughs> he used to be a Padres prospect. Ah, fun fact, and then the Padres traded him. Um, bad move by Padres. Trade for Will Myers. Ah, uh, I don't know who that is. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, we got to dump his contract. Get rid of Will Myers. Um, that's Padres stuff. We're getting out of that. But yeah, that's my that's my take on the World Series. You guys want to add anything? My take on the World Series is this, Quinn. I want seven for no other reason than I want a baseball game. I want a baseball game that where every single pitch I'm on the edge of my seat, Quinn. That hasn't happened in a while. 
But I'm also because you know, it's, I'm baseball's just not attractive to me, Crystal. That's on me. That's my fault. I think what gets me in, I'm watching tonight, and I'm ho- I'm going for the Nats because I like seven. I like me some World Series Game Seven. Yeah. I think they have it in them. But I think, I mean, I'm with you guys. The Astros are no joke. So I want seven for no other sake than entertainment. That's my only take, my take only. I'm going for the Nats tonight. Facts. So it is that time of the podcast. Woo! Your favorite time of the podcast. <laughs> We've heard talk. from you fans a lot. 50 yeah. Yeah. unique All listeners. You. <laughs> And my so mother, unique, you my listeners. mother who will definitely listen True. to forty five all the and, way through. Oh, thanks, Quinn's mom, for making it this far. Yep. Um, let's talk tinfoil hat takes. Connor, you have a bold tinfoil hat take, and I remember Seth and I were sitting in here because Connor's always late, like somewhat late to the podcast. That's not a, a knock on Connor. No, that's a fact, though. I'm late, <laughs> and it's my um, own fault. Seth and I were sitting in here, and he saw your he saw your tinfoil hat take, and he was like. Oh, that's believable because he thought you meant rookie of the year. Oh, 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 that's what I meant. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, I'm no, not, no, I'm no. not. I don't even know if that's a tinfoil hat take then. That's not a tinfoil hat take. Get well, out here. against Kyler Murray. All right, I'll, let's give it. And then I'm going to give it Garner Minshew, right. Garner Minshew, rookie of the year for sure. I mean, and the only... I thought you meant MVP. Yeah, no, I understand that. I wrote MVP be on the dock, but that was my that's, mistake. Well, that's a real tinfoil hat take. Why don't you take that I one? I would never be so... <laughs> I would never be on so many drugs as to do that, Quinn. Um, I would much but rather that's die. That's tinfoil hat takes are for. You know, red pill? Red pill. Dude, the red pill is that this is reality, Quinn. I'm not here to give you any take that's unrealistic. All my, all my tinfoil hat takes are still in play. I just we can go through and we can yeah, look at them. You're right. McCaffrey is still the right man. Here. I know. Um, Russell. Well, all right. Let's just go through the dock and see what else I've been putting on there. All right. I'm curious. Another tinfoil hat take. Golden State misses the playoffs. That's looking nice. <laughs> tinfoil hat take from the week before was. Um, let me see here. Uh, I don't think we wrote that one down. Oh, no. I said Deshaun Watson closes in on Pat Mahomes. That could be happening. That one's over the next couple of years, I think, that we can see that one uh, take place. And McCaffrey's still looking as legit as always. The and they they went against the 49ers defense. McCaffrey still he wasn't even looking like the fastest running back out there. I'm sorry. The 49ers running backs are so insane. Um, And so... I just believe that my tinfoil hat takes are always going to be realistic. The last bad one I had was the mullet, um, which is I thought um, Josh, the Donaldson Josh Donaldson mullet would. Because <laughs> mullet, I love great hairstyles in playoff games. I think they've gone well in the in the past. But here's what, here's what I'm going to say. Garner Minshew, rookie of the year. And the only reason that's a hot take is because I think Kyler Murray right now is the favorite. Um, I maybe. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. That's a hard one, right? Yeah. He was the favorite I, I feel like going the into the season. I feel like the rookie go either way. Yeah, I think Garner Minshew. Garner Minshew's my man. Um, I really, I think, in the li- in the likeness of what I was saying before, he has a mustache to die for. I'm talking. That is so a we're going broom. With the hair again. We're that's, going. That's I'm back on the again. hair. Okay. That is a broom mullet, that could sweep any floor. That is a broom that would sweep any team in a seven in a seven game or series. Obviously, there's not that in football. I'm just saying that's the level of broom we're dealing with atop that man's top lip. So, Gardner Minshew, rookie of the year, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. Crystal agrees. I mean, look at that thing. Crystal just pulled up a picture and mm-hmm. is not. He is from her the head. great northern state of Washington. Mm, um, look at that. Stash. Look at I that know. stash. I know, Crystal. You're preaching to the choir. I'm a big fan of that guy. Connor, remember so. when you had a stash? I'm thinking about growing one for No Shave November. Really? Hey. We'll talk I've about it. I've already started on mine. This is this is uh, three weeks. Hey, you like this? Hey, is, now, is it? yeah. I Don't get that thing too close to the mic. For those that can't listen to my mustache, that's not a lot there. There's, there's <laughs> nothing. So I'll just put put it out there. Gardner Minshew. Um, all right, Seth. You know, Connor, the problem that I have with a lot of your tinfoil hat takes is they're so far out in the future that we'll forget about them by the time that they either no, come you Connor won't. knows how to play the game. <laughs> yeah, red safe. pill. And also, no, you won't because... You'll wake up one day, and every single thing I've said has absolutely come true. I'm like from can, the future, can, guys. Can one of your can one of your takes be the Padres win the World Series next year? No, Quinn, it can't be. <laughs> you can't just ask an oracle to tell you the, the future you want. Here's what's I give happen. you the future. End that's of the NFL true. season. 
I'm going to go down the list of all the bad takes that yeah, Connor's had. I mean, had. we have a Google Doc. I know. Yeah. It's so that there is historical proof. You I'm from the future, and that? this is the truth, There's and I've come Cam back Newton in a time one, right? to tell week you. One? Cam Newton and... Uh, Cam Newton's either going to retire or get traded. That was that was your week one take? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm telling you, that's looking <laughs> red hot right now. You listen to me, fellas. This is historical proof on the Google Doc that I'm trying to save you from your own bad takes. I'm here for you guys. I care about you guys. I hate you to have wrong takes, so I'll give you my true ones that are straight from three years in the future when Deshaun Watson is atop Patrick Mahomes as best young quarterback thank, or best quarterback of that, that era. Thank you for that right, gracious, right. gracious gift. So in, in deep contrast to Potter, I'm going to make a prediction that we will know the answer to by Tuesday. Um, so I'm gonna make three game predictions. First, uh, this one's this one's not that wild, but Ravens beat Patriots. Okay, uh, that's think, wild. I think that the running game, uh, combined with the fact that the Ravens are coming off of a bye week, well coached teams tend to do very well out of bye weeks. And I know that they're playing the Patriots, but I'm saying that they're at home. This is the Patriots' biggest test Prime for time. sure. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, certainly Lamar Jackson's That's also the best. Ravens' biggest This is test. probably Lamar Jackson's best defense he's ever This is going to be a great game. It's also yeah. the best one of all time, so that would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think that at home, coming out of a bye week, Ravens win. Okay. Hot. Chargers Hot beat dig. the Packers. <laughs> mm. So <laughs> this is a team that we all agree should have been good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this yeah. should have they been. Should have been they, ha- they still have two excellent Man, running they backs. They should have probably been Super Bowl favorites before they the been. Melvin they Gordon contract pulled out. Now they still could have been back then. Yeah, yeah. The defense has has some bright spots here and there. Joey Bosa is still looking great. If Rivers can pick it up a little bit, our offensive lines for me. Their offensive line is hard. It's it's, it's hard. That's, 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 that's tough. As as someone who used to be a Chargers fan, I will tell you that the offensive line has always been the biggest issue for the Chargers. Yeah. Because Philip Rivers can make any offense work, but he needs time in the pocket. Yeah. He's not that mobile. Yeah. He's got to he's got to calculate his plays. He's got to be able to tell where to pass the ball because he's not going to run it. Um, and <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot that he's making up. I, I understand. And every year the Chargers don't have an O line. Yeah, they don't have a team. Yeah, but I think they, I think I think they're still one of those sleeper teams that's always going to be dangerous this season. And when you mm-hmm. play them, even though they're not winning games, you yeah. still have to fear them. And so I think the Packers should fear them. Um, and I think the Chargers take that one. Uh, and then also on Monday Night Football, Giants beat the Cowboys. Uh, mm. Daniel Jones. Not a bad rookie. Really not. Not bad, no. Um, he's doing better than four out of the five rookies from last year. And, I mean, let's all, speaking of bad offensive lines, and um, Giants, that, Giants are bad. Giants are bad, oh, yeah. period. Yeah. Like, I think we, if we had Eli back there longer, yeah. first of all, he would have died. Yeah. Second of all, we could have really seen the offensive line for what it is, and that's a travesty. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that to your Daniel Jones point as well. But, yeah, I, just, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, and I, I think the Giants are going to win a surprise shootout um, on the backs of Saquon. And Jason Garrett won't get fired again. That's my also hot Not take, this time, Is that Cowboys. Jason Garrett, again, doesn't get fired when everyone calls for him to be fired, but he yet again will not be. So once again, that is Ravens over Patriots on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Chargers beat the Packers, and the Giants beat the Cowboys. Those three all happen this coming week. That's my tinfoil And I'm adding to Seth's, not only am I partnering with him in that the Giants beat the Cowboys, but Jason Garrett doesn't get fired again because he's in the... um, He's in the mafia now. He's in that. So next Cowboys week, I mafia. get to say you're both wrong. Uh, you well, you know who's to say, Quinn? Who's, who's like I said, I haven't been very wrong say. yet. When I text you both on on Monday night after all three of my predictions have come true, yeah, after the Giants went thirty four to twenty seven. Just kidding, I don't think they're capable of scoring thirty four twenty seven. All right, we'll see. So let's wrap it up. Uh, what are we watching this week? Football, basketball, baseball, sports. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> sports. I'm uh, hoping for a game seven. That's what I'm gonna put out there. Yeah, what I'm watching, too. I'm watching tonight. I'm watching game six tonight. I'm hoping for a world world uh series game seven. Um that's what my focus is gonna be on. Cause in the basketball, like I said, we're treading water now, fellas. Yep. We're playing the great game. Watch when you can. For football, 
uh, I think that Patriots game yeah. against Lamar Jackson is going to be real. Ravens fun. Patriots. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's my pick for the NFL. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to be a real deciding factor for both teams because if the defense can stand up to the Ravens' running game. It proves that I, I don't know if there's a chance for anybody else in this league. Um, if the Ravens can't put up some sort of fight, they don't have to win, but they have to make it close, um, that that once again puts some doubt um, on their ability to make it far in the playoffs. Yes, sir. We had uh, two days ago, before we wrap it up, we had the uh, Sports Equinox. Get uh-huh. ready for this. Yes. We had all in the same day, the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, the NBA, NASCAR, 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 <laughs> the Premier League, wow, and Formula One racing, all wow. on the same day. No way. Yeah. And Connor that's, watched all of it. That's because um, I don't have a life. That's seven. <laughs> that's seven sports on the same day. Wow, Quinn. Last I did Sunday. not know. That's pretty cool. What was going on? Yeah, <laughs> and that's the only time in the year that'll happen because baseball doesn't last. You know, long enough. That, for baseball's going to be over. Yeah, you know? by the end of this week. Yeah. There we so, go. Well, there we go. The happy happy uh, winter equinox. sports equinox. Yep. Dang. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us on GPS Sports. Uh, and tune in next week uh, where we have another great episode for you guys. And we'll see you guys next time.